Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Beer Nuts for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Beer Nuts five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Beer Nuts by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Beer Nuts on Twitter at Beer Nuts Podcast and on Instagram at Beer Nuts Podcast. Please like the Beer Nuts Podcast on Facebook to like and share Beer Nuts. If you'd like to donate to Beer Nuts, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Beer Nuts. If you're looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you are helping to support Beer Nuts. TheBroBasket.com Guys are tired of all those boring socks and ties. BroBasket is the answer to the age-old question, What do I get a guy? We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own BroBasket or choose from a variety of different BroBaskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke Gift Set, or the Junior Executive Gift Basket. Boozeless but still cool BroBaskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery, and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Alcohol gift baskets. What men really want. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Beer Nuts, a weekly excursion into the world of craft beer. Brought to you by MichiganBeerGuide.com. And now, here are the Beer Nuts. Welcome to another episode of the Beer Nuts Podcast. Number here are we on? Number 55. We're keeping it local. Real local, but we'll get to that in a few. Uh, my name is Chris with me from MichiganBeerGuide.com. It's JR. Hey, everybody. Doug out. Hey everyone! Oh, Pete, MIA. He's gonna join us, but oh, hopefully he's all right. But he'll be back. We promise. Okay, so this episode, we're staying in the D, Detroit. If you're listening to the show, you know where we're from. Uh, if you're new listening to the show, uh, that's where we are from. So, uh, that's how it's going. Uh, this week we are uh, highlighting some breweries in the Detroit area, Detroit breweries, if we will. Uh, as always, uh, we start the show off with the uh, we start with a beer quote, and we dug out. You have our beer quote for us today. Yes, I do. Um, and before I even start it, let's ask all our listening audience to open a beer with us. And um, uh, here we go. This quote is from Mickey Lowich, uh, oh. who was a pitcher for the Detroit Tigers. And here's this quote: "All the fat guys watch me and say to their wives, see." There's a fat guy doing okay. Bring yeah. me another beer. Exactly. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, baseball is the only sport you can get away with kind of being not in the greatest shape and still being a pro athlete. But we're not here talking hey, about Bar- baseball. We're Bartolo, talking about beer. Colo- Bartolo Colon looks like he's probably had a few cold ones in his day. Yeah. 
And well, you know, I guess the good thing is we're sitting here probably what a couple weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting. So at least around here, that means you know we're we're you're halfway through the winter. There's a, there's some hope coming. There's some light at the end of the tunnel. Amen. But all right, I guess I will be starting off with uh, the first beer today from the Atwater Brewing Company. Uh, born in Detroit, raised everywhere, as it says on the label. Uh, I believe you don't get too much more Detroit than this. Uh, this brewery is damn near downtown, isn't it, guys? I've never been to it. Do, do you guys know where it's at? Yeah, it's um, there's there's a brewery downtown. They've got um, they also have a brew pub that's a church that is uh, kind of over your way and um, Gross Point, I believe. Ah. Uh, sounds about right for Gross Point. Uh, but so, I believe the flagship's down along the water, isn't it? Right on the Detroit River? Yeah, yeah. it's right on the Detroit River. Yeah, I thought it was. So, uh, all right. So, starting off with uh, Going Steady IPA. You'll see this a lot in the, uh, in the stores, uh, even in the local grocery stores, if you will. Um, it says it's a grapefruit session ale, 4.6 by volume, or, you know, 4.6 ABV. So, from what we know, that is a sessionable beer. Uh, 55 IBUs. So even to, it's just maybe in the, just a little bit over the hump as far as what can be considered an IPA, I, uh, IBU-wise. But let's pour it. Let's the color. I mean, it's pretty much, as far as uh, IPAs go, especially the, the grapefruit styles, which you're starting to see a lot more. Uh, we're definitely, we are... We're somewhere in between amber and uh, yellow here. So, uh, lacing uh, lacing looks good. It doesn't it, this beer doesn't look like it's thin. Uh, it's clinging to the glass. Uh, let's give it a smell. Oh, grapefruit session ale. That's what you smell. You gotta, you gotta kind of get your nose right down in there, though. But it's true with maybe these more sessionable beers. Maybe that's the case. Let's take a sip of it now. You're waiting. The, the grapefruit is, is pretty muted in this. Uh, you get the hops in the front. Grapefruit kicks in a little bit in the middle. This beer, if somebody is just getting into to craft beer, this would be a great beer for them because it's not it, it's not blowing your face off. It's not too bitter. Atwater Brewing Company, going steady IPA. Who's next? Uh, I got a beer from Detroit here. I was just going to comment on your beer. I think this is a relatively new offering from Outwater. I heard that they got a new brewer within the last year, and they're, uh, I know they've changed their packaging. So uh, uh, keep an eye out for it. Uh, take a look at uh, some of their newer offerings. I'll say this got a little uh, bit more heft to it uh, than some of the previous uh, Outwater offerings that I've had. So maybe, maybe the brewer is changing things a li- uh, up a little bit. It's, it's, it's well, a little, and it goes, it goes right more in body line to this the- beer. It's right in line with our previous episode with the old dog, new tricks. I mean, Atwater's been around a while. They've been doing the same brands for a long time. So um, this is their uh, uh, way to make themselves continue to be relevant is to continue to put out new and different beers. All right. So, John. Yeah. yeah, Well, one last thing about Atwater. They do have very good distribution nationally. So you can find these beers in other states. I don't have the distribution footprint available, but I know that. These are available in faraway lands. So. Now, do we know, is it on their, did they do this on their own, or did somebody pick them up? No, no, they, they've done a pretty good job getting a Detroit beer throughout the country. I'm not sure how many states they're in. Um, we could probably look that up, but, you know, Going Steady IPA is definitely uh, their foray into the session session IPA category. So, you know, Especially with that big game coming up, too. You're looking for something that you can drink a lot of. Because that tends to be the order yeah. of the day. So I'm going to go uh, stay within the city limits here. And uh, I've got a beer here from Motor City Brewing Works. 
downtown Detroit, and it's uh, their nut brown ale. Um, the nut brown ale pours a dark brown, you know, just like a, a brown ale should be. Can't really see through it, but it's not black. It's more you know brown with a little bit of you know. You can't really see through the glass, but if you tilt it, it's kind of a, a dark, dark amber brown. Uh, 5.2% ABV. Uh, 26 IBUs. So this is a you know a brown ale brewed to style. Uh, you get a nice nutty uh, malt uh, aroma. Taking a sip of that, yep, you get you know it's just what you smell. It's uh, everything a brown ale should be with a little bit more nuttiness than like a Newcastle would have. It's more of an American brown ale versus the uh, English style um, there's very you know not too hot much hop presence with a 26 IBU but uh, maybe not quite as sweet as a Newcastle would be of course uh, Dugout and I drank a lot of Newcastle in our day because we used to work for the company so anytime I have a brown ale I can't help but compare it and it's really not fair but it's just how it is it's it's hard not to you know <laughs> But yeah, this is maybe a bit lighter, a bit thinner than the the Newcastle Brown Ale, the one and only. But it's a it's a, the American style for sure. Definitely a nice, creep, clean, crisp, nutty flavor. It's actually quite nice. You know, it's nothing uh, not not going to blow you away or knock your socks off. But it's actually brewed, you know, right to style and like it should be. And uh, it's delightful. It's really easy to drink. And I could definitely put a few of these down at five. It was a little over five percent, five point two. So, uh, has anybody ever been to Motor City Brewing Weeks? Works because I have to confess, I've driven by it before, but never been been there in person. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm I'm in that club too. Uh, I've driven by it a bunch of times, never actually put foot in the door. So I have been? actually uh, I've actually been there, and um, you know they they've been around a while, and and there's another brewery. Direct, there's actually two breweries directly across the street from them. Um, one of them being Traffic Jam and Snug, which has been around a really long time. They make their own beer. They make their own cheese. And then just a couple doors down is, uh, I believe, the newest of the... Um, gotta <laughs> edit, edit, try on a complete blank. <laughs> well... Again, uh, you know, I hate to always compare to to Newcastle, but this, uh, you know, my real take on it is not as sweet as Newcastle, and a little bit nutty, more nutty, maybe slightly thinner. I know that uh, they're one of their big beers that everybody knows them for is Ghetto Blaster, which is English style mild ale. I think that's even lower in ABV. So these are all uh, good alternative crushable beers with with uh, you know some nice flavor to them. That uh, you were talking about that uh, session ale being something you could drink, you know, when you're tailgating or you have a long day, and these are right up that alley. Um, the Ghetto Blasters, uh, that, that's a, I've, that's the one I've heard of the most. But this so, nut brown ale is solid. Motor City Brew Works is located on Canfield in Detroit, and that is sort of the epicenter of Detroit's revival right now. Um, there's a brewery, two breweries right across the street. The newest one is the Jolly Pumpkin, and then uh, right next to that is Jack White's Third Man Records, and then next to that is Shinola, which does watches and bikes and leather goods, and then right next to that is the Traffic Jam and Snug, which has been around forever, making their own beer, making their own cheese. Um, and then just right around a corner from there is Hopcat. So just a, a drive to that little tiny section of Detroit. Um, you could st- you could spend all day drinking all the beer you'd ever want. That's uh, known as Midtown, isn't it? That is Midtown. And if you're really old, if you're really old like us, uh, Cast Corridor for back in the day. But now that, that's the new name they've given it to to, to get people to come back down there. Oh, correct. Yep. I believe that people movers going to be built that will take people from Midtown down to uh, downtown, right? The Q line, yes, the, the Q line, and it's about it. ready to roll. Yeah, the it's, tracks uh, are in. 
tractor in. They're finishing up some of the stations. I was just down there two weeks ago. Um, but, you know, I, I love Motor City Brew Works and the fact that, you know, you can go, go in, take some friends with you that haven't been downtown Detroit before or maybe haven't been in years. And all their beers are really approachable. There's nothing off the charts. There's nothing crazy. Uh, it's not a place where, you know, you're going to find a lot of beer snobs sniffing their uh, beers. And uh, it's just kind of a fun place. Well, I'll definitely uh, try to knock that one off my list next time I'm down there. And I've always wanted to go to Traffic Jam and Snug, too. So sounds like that would be a, a good uh, beer night to go down and hit all those places. Absolutely. All right. Well, Dugout, what do you have in store for us? Well, I'm gonna. Um, we're going to head up Woodward Avenue. Um, for those of you who don't know, Woodward is one of the main... Is the main street in detroit it divides um, the east side and the west side that it does and um we're gonna head up to woodward avenue to birmingham and um this brewery is called griffin claw and the beer i have from griffin claw is called project clementine and i believe project clementine was a uh part of a star wars uh sd initiative uh space program that only part of it worked, um, but I don't know why. Well, I suppose because there's actually clementine in this beer, which is a uh, type of citrus fruit. And this beer is an imperial IPA. It's uh, running about nine percent and about seventy-five IBUs. And um, you know, when you pour it, it uh, there's a decent amount of a lot of light tan foam and uh, pretty good head retention on it. It's really kind of a dark copper to brown, uh, amber color beer. It's um, a little bit cloudy. It, uh, the first smell you get off it is tangerine, and then you get a little bit of malt, and then you get sort of some uh, kind of tropical fruit, like mango. Um, in first sip, Got a bit of a booze burn, that's for sure. Uh, first sip, I get a lot of tangerine, um, very much like the uh, aroma. And um, uh, bitterness kind of creeps up at the end. It's got a bit of a spiciness to it, a little bit of bread flavor. Uh, body is sort of, um, as we've called on the show before, beer up, beer syrup. It's got uh, really kind of a thick viscosity to it. So, I guess overall, the, the tangerine flavor is really unique to it. It's not sweet. Um, I really like this beer. I remember when, it, when they first came out with it, and it's now available in cans, which made me very happy. Uh, but really, really enjoy this. These, these guys have done some really good stuff in a short amount of time. Um, Griffin Claw actually had awards for their beer before they even opened up. What's it? Griffin Claw is at least around here. Kind of one of those, and I know I'm using the name of another brewer here, but they're the one who stole the name. They're dark horse around here because they seem to be everywhere, but not really, uh, they're not conspicuous. Like, you have to look for them, but they seem to be, now I don't think you're going to find them at 7-Eleven. Not, not that kind of everywhere. But I've, I've noticed Griffin Claw seems to show up in some of the, the most peculiar and accessible places. Well, and you'll find them down, um, downtown at venues, uh, Ford Field. I've had Griffin Claw, uh, Kobo Center. Uh, I've had it. Um, so they, they do get the beer out there. They make a lot of uh, some very accessible beers, um, very easy drinking session type beers. But then they also make uh, some pretty heavy IPAs. The IPA was what their first award was for. But... Um, one of their main focus, they, they built a huge barrel house, and they have a heavy, heavy focus on barrel-aged beers. At any time, you could go into the into the uh, pub and take your pick from probably three or four different bourbon barrel-aged beers. Are they anti-bottle? I've only ever seen them available in cans or draft. No, they, they're, um, they do uh, bomber bottles with their uh, bourbon barrels uh, releases. And they wax almost everything. Everything, yeah. 
So you usually see, uh, you know, oh, wax bottle, that's a special beer. Well, they wax yeah, just about all those, the bottles. <laughs> for those listeners that haven't gotten into the wax top bottles yet, you know, it's a great look. Makes the, the beer seem significant and stand out, but man, I've had a hard time getting into some of these bottles and damn near cut your fingers off doing it. Well, uh, a couple of my favorites from them, uh, Doug, I, I think you were with me the first time I went to their brewery, is the Cherry Triple. Uh, that was oh, delicious. outstanding. Yeah, that's phenomenal. And then uh, I like their their uh, Bourbon Barrel Flying Buffalo series, especially the coffee. And then there's one that's a hazelnut coffee that's very good. So, uh, And then I think there's even a, a special coffee variant brewed with Great Lakes co- brand coffee. I haven't had that, but I've heard great things. So, yeah, they're they're doing a lot of good things, and you know they do a lot of good, a lot of styles. Good. That's not just you know known for their IPAs or known for their their stouts. You know, that Cherry Triple is one of the favorite beers I've ever had anywhere. So yeah, I really like uh, Griffin Claw, and uh, as you said, Ford Field, Comerica Park. You know, Norm's Raggedy Ass IPA uh, is available, and so, uh, yeah, I, I'm really pleased with this brewery. I'm glad that you uh, shared Project Clementine with us. All right, so well, we guess, are back to Christopher. Yeah, I guess it brings things back around to me. Let me take uh, one last uh, slug of this real quick. All right, another offering from Atwater Brewery. All right. So next up, I'm going to try the vanilla Java Porter because I like darker beers. I Never forget that, Chris. You always liked darker beers. All right. So let's pour this right off the bat. Well, it, it looks like a porter, no doubt. It's got the big, thick head. Uh, you can't see through it. Uh, let's see in the bottle here, uh, 5% ABV, 13 IBUs, so... If you don't like bitter, this is going to be for you. Oh, <laughs> pairs with coffee houses, tap houses, any houses. I see what you did there, Atwater Brewery. All right, so let's, uh, let's take a whiff of this. Coffee's coming up on the nose. And head's a little thicker. I'm going to let it settle here for a minute because I don't want to get a mouthful of foam. Ah, nice picture, Doug, with the animals oh. hanging. <laughs> The cat has been on and off the desk this entire podcast. She, she dog. Heard, the dog hates the cat, but the cat has to be by the dog. I've been here the whole the whole day, but now she wants attention when I've started to do something. But all right, <laughs> so the head settled down on this beer. Let's uh, let's give it a sip. Oh wow, vanilla in front, coffee in back, and as far I mean, as far as porter goes, I mean it's exactly where it needs to be as far as mouthfeel as far as uh with the carbonation hmm. not bad at water brewery vanilla java porter all right have to, have to throw this one in the rotation vjp yes this is one of the first beers i tried when i moved to michigan it's definitely a it's a really good uh introduction to you know maybe uh, a newer craft beer person it's uh it's Brings you, it opens up your world, I should say. You know, to yeah. have a, you know, a little bit of complexity in there. So it's like simple yet on the road to being complex with the, the vanilla and the, uh, like the chocolate. Yeah, good, good flavor. A little thin in the body for a porter, uh, but drinks really easy. And believe it or not, actually, pretty, tastes pretty good on a hot summer day when it's cold out. So. Wait, what? You said a hot summer day when it's cold out. Or, or, Am I missing sorry. something, Doug? Hot <laughs> <laughs> summer day oh. when you're outside. Gotcha. Yeah. Hey, hey, man, I'm still relatively new to the craft beer world. I don't know if this is some new thing I was missing. I just wanted to make sure that I heard you correctly. <laughs> Have another Project Clementine, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Jr., I believe that uh, puts you up next to the box. All right, because I've been waiting to drink this. I bought this bottle a couple weeks ago on my first visit to Batch Brewery, which is back downtown in uh, Corktown. 
Um, the great thing about this beer is the name. Uh, so I introduce to everyone Dick Smasher in the Rye, barrel-aged Imperial Stout. It uh, comes in a 500 milliliter bottle. It's 12% ABV. Uh, the bottle indicates uh, Imperial Stout, aged in catcher's rye barrels from our neighbors at Two James Spirits. Star anise, roasted in caramel malts, mixed with spice from the oak and rye whiskey. Syrupy, spicy, big. So can't wait to dive into this guy. Uh, I do remember uh, trying this at one of the beer festivals, but it was probably like my 15th beer. So uh, don't really remember how just how good it was, only that I liked it. So here we go. Oh, man, this is going to be good. This is a uh, kind of really nice uh, head that's disappearing rather quickly, but it's a uh, definitely a brownish, like a beige brown, tan, dark tan head. Uh, actually, looks a little bit uh, brown to black, black, but there's a little brown on the edges. Um, oh man, and I'm smelling uh, some really good good aroma here. I'm getting the dark fruit aroma. Nice and malty with dark fruits. A little bit of booze from that rye whiskey. And uh, when something smells good, you can't wait to taste it, so I'm going to do just that. Oh, wow. And you know what? The uh, Interesting, because the description mentions star anise first, which is like black licorice. And I'm not really a black licorice fan, but I can taste that right away. Um, and it's in a good way. It's not like the black licorice candy that I despise. Awesome. But it's very, very pronounced. I'm really surprised. I didn't pick it up on the nose, but uh, as soon as I taste it, that's the first thing that I taste. I'm going to take another sip. So not a, not a Jaeger fan, John? You know what? It actually does have a little bit of that Jaeger uh, taste to it. Yeah, um, yeah. I can drink Jaeger, but I don't drink it for the taste. Jaeger <laughs> um, bombs were pretty big when I lived in Las Vegas. Uh, Couldn't get around them. No, I mean I'm I will hear you. I'm not a big fan of black licorice, but I can drink. Well, I used to be able to drink Jaeger at the best of my. Jaeger had to go onto my banned substances list. We'll just that's, that's all I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that, guys. I will leave it at that. I got you. Well, when I was in Las Vegas, my Newcastle distributor also handled Jaegermeister. So when I was out with the distributor personnel, they would always, oh, well, you know, Jaeger bombs for everybody. And when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Oh. So I've had my fair share. This isn't quite as licorice but it is very noticeable. I wonder how many IQ points Jaeger has stolen from me. Actually, uh, I did not pick that up at all on the nose. I'm surprised. But, uh, you know, first you get that licorice, and then that kind of fades away, and then... Uh, you know, the, the whiskey's definitely there. It's pretty boozy. And I still get the little, the dark fruit, you know, the plum. Almost tastes, you know, a little bit like plum or prune juice, um, which might not sound attractive, but it's probably could use some age just because it's it's kind of hot and that licorice is pretty pronounced. I'll bet you, you know, uh, this would settle down with a, with a year or so on it. But, hey, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's... A shame no one's here to share this with me because 500 milliliter of this is going to put me uh, help me sleep well tonight. But yeah, this is a uh, this is unique. It's a uh, you know everybody you know I've had other rye whiskey barrel aged uh, beers like this, and this stands on its own. It's definitely unique and uh, really good. I would recommend it to anyone. All right. Yes. Speaking of having to get myself to somewhere, I've got to get the batch brewing. Oh man, I, I yeah, I I hadn't been there in quite some time. You know, I hadn't been there in, either until about a month ago. I went um, and went in there. What what what's a great thing? They're open for lunch. A lot of breweries don't open till like Griffin Call opens it too. It's too late. You know, like if I could go, I can't go there for lunch, and the day's half over. But yeah, I can't get there and uh, get home in time for my obligations. But uh, batches, uh, you know. Open, I think, 11 a.m. They got some uh, really good uh, chef there. The food was really good. Um, 
and everybody who's ever been there just uh, raves about it. They also have a, uh, I believe they have a, a partnership or relationship with Eight Degrees Plato downtown, which is a, a very uh, one of the best uh, craft beer stores in Detroit. Um, and Tim and Bridget, the owners, do a great job there. And I know just tonight they had a uh, uh, tap takeover type thing where they had four of Batch Brewing's tap uh, beers on taps. And I don't think Batch distributes. I think these bottles, I got my bottle at the brewery, and I believe they exclusively distribute through 8 Degrees Plato uh, batches of bottles since it's right down the street. So. Well, and that's just a few blocks off of where we were talking about on the uh, Cast Corridor and um, uh, Midtown area. And great thing about um, 8 Degrees Plato is you can go in and take your time and shop for beers and have a couple pints at the bar. Uh, that's right in there. So it's sort of like a bar with a liquor store or a bottle shop in it. It's really a great concept. Fantastic place. Yeah, and I just want to mention also, now that I've had a few more sips of this, it's really growing on me. You know, it, the initial shock is over, and I'm starting to really like it. Every sip, I'm wanting more of it. It's, it's roping me in. So the good beer does. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, great job, uh, Batch Brewing. Uh, they just were closed for several days. Um, their Facebook site said we're closed. Uh, you know, uh, we're kind of sprucing up the place. I think they're they basically it's uh, part of their success is they wanted to put a, put a little bit invest a little bit more money and improve the property. I think they did some painting and uh, you know maybe uh, more decorating and. Uh, it's a pretty pretty good good vibe in there, you know. A nice little spot that uh, I would encourage anybody to go visit. These guys are kind of flying on the radar, but I don't think they will be for soon. I think the word's out, and uh, hey, it's great to have another great brewery in, in Corktown. And uh, great job, Batch. We you should know, do a show there, guys. I saw something. Speaking of Corktown, I was distressed the other day. I thought they were going to save the field of Tiger Stadium, and apparently it is gone now. There's construction going on on the lot that used to be Tiger Stadium. The flagpole's still up, but the field is gone. This is a little, a little upsetting to me. But I may be wrong, and uh, I could have sworn I heard something. They were going to build some like youth fields there or something. Like uh, the team or one of the old players or Maybe some organization. Building, but I know, I know they had had. I know they had left the actual feet. They tore down the building, but they left the field. And until it uh, recently, it was there. But I was at a uh, casino the other day uh, up top, was able to see the city, and there's construction now going on that lot, and that field is gone. I was a tiny, tiny bit bummed. Well, it's a hot neighborhood, and Corktown and. Uh, in Detroit is, and uh, it's bound to happen. I mean, it's lucky yeah. it lasted as long as it did as a field. I mean, it's a great concept to just leave it as a field, uh, but you know that's not reality. When uh, you know cities bouncing back, and boy, look at all that land sitting there. Trust me, I'm on I'm on that side more than I'm on the sentimental side. But just you know, like it's where I saw, where I saw my first baseball game, man. It's just it's it's a little bit of a bummer. Well, not to get too far off off uh, the topic here, but I just want to briefly mention. I just looked it up. They are going to build a athletic complex. It says that could host fifteen to twenty thousand or more youths a year. It would carry the precise measurements of Tiger Stadium's baseball outfield. Part of a fifteen point five million dollar project that has already done drawn a federal grant of three million dollars for its lunch. So that's cool. That's cool. They're going to preserve it for baseball for the kids. Yeah. Well, at least there'll still be baseball at that corner. But all right, so uh, I believe we have the, the grand finale, if it were. Well, no, that, there's a couple more, right? But uh, dugout, it's your turn. I believe you got a you got a pretty big beer. I have a huge beer, and uh, for this beer, we're going to Warren, Michigan, um, which is just uh, okay. sort of between you and myself, Christopher. Yeah, we, I don't th- I don't think Pro-flies. we could do at least in. T- 2017, we could do a show on Detroit breweries without having this brewery on. Oh, no way. No way to have it done without these guys. Coonan Brewing is, um, I don't know, it's just, they are awesome. 
they do awesome beers. They are quirky. They do funny things. They do their festivals are sometimes a train wreck and sometimes they're awesome. Uh, what I have from them is one of their um, crown jewels. Essentially, is a it's a bourbon barrel aged 4D fourth fourth dementia old ale. Uh, this is aged. Um, this is a 2015 vintage. And it's aged for nine months in in a bourbon barrel. I believe this is coming in at about 13.6%. So, uh, yeah, when we when we said big, we meant big. <laughs> yeah, man. But you so you're at home. Uh, yes, I would not. I wouldn't entertain drinking this not at home unless I had a ride. And even then. Um, uh, and a little sidebar, there's a couple breweries born. And, um, uh, one of the other breweries, this name is Dragon Meat, and they put out some pretty good product, and they do some meads and wines. And stuff they have is, is really solid, uh, but it lends itself towards uh, very much towards English styles of beer. Um, but they have um, uh, Dragon Meat Triple. And I've always had this saying with that beer that nothing good ever happens when I drink this. <laughs> oh, the final, final absolution? <laughs> that is it. Final absolution. <laughs> but anyways, back into the 4D. I just wanted to give those guys a shout out. Because they're in Kunin too. Or, or they're in Warren too. Um, but 4D, Bourbon Barrel 4D is just, that's on the top list of uh, a, lot of, a lot of people. It pours a very kind of dark brown there's sort of a tan colored head on it some really good lace and great head retention on this on this bottle um the aroma and this is interesting because pulled the beer out when we started the show uh just to let it kind of warm up a little bit get some more of the flavor out of it when i opened it man it just the aroma just hit me it smelled like a big old christmas fruitcake uh lathered in bourbon It, it, it just had the most incredible smell to it So it starts off with a, a big amount of sweetness on it, uh, huge caramel, and really sweet malt, and uh, uh, almost like like a butterscotch at the dessert. Um, and you sort of notice some of the bourbon creeping into it. It's not overpowering like a lot of bourbon barrels are. Uh, it's just got a really nice balance with everything kind of coming together. Um, you know the alcohol is in there. It's got a really warming effect as it as it goes down your throat, um, and uh, it's just I don't know, man. It's just hard to explain how incredible this beer is. And Jr., you can back me up on this. It's um, it's a different level of of craftsmanship in this beer, and whether they hit it by accident. I don't think that's the case. I, I just think this is such an amazing beer. It's one of one of my favorite beers of all time. It's got, like you said, it's got layers of complexity that it will, will blow your mind. You know, it's strong, but it's uh, God, it's just fantastic. Uh, you know I mean, obviously, I could have I could have left this in the uh, in the cellar. But I remember specifically pulling this one out thinking, you know what? I don't want to age this one. I want to bring this one up. Uh, i got a couple older ones sitting around downstairs. But um, I just wanted to get this one out and, and going. And I'm glad I did. I, I think it's it's really in its prime right now. Um, it's just fin- drinking fantastically. Well, dug out as luck would have it. I had one of these, and your description was... So good that I had to go get it. So I'm going to crack mine open and join you. Because I just forgot how much I enjoyed this thing. I'd like to read from the bottle while I'm doing this. It says, Fourth D is aged for a minimum of nine months before being released. This ale has an intense sweet caramel malt flavor and aroma that develops into a, a toffee toasted marshmallow-like character. And I'm opening mine now because uh, it truly is... Uh, and like you said, you know, Coonan, uh, the, the releases, sometimes they're are great and sometimes they're 
uh, kind of discombobulated, but uh, one thing that no one disputes is how good the beer is. And even though I have this huge bottle of Dick Smasher in the rye to finish, I have to uh, join you. So uh, I can't say it. I, I don't blame you. <laughs> and you have the same year, right? You have the 2015. Let me see. Uh, mine has a barrel age sticker on it. Yeah, I don't see a gold label. It. Yep. And the back, the back has the barrel aged gold label, so it must be the same batch. And it doesn't say 2015 on the back? No, it does not. Then I think you got a 14. Could be. Uh, the only thing it says on the label is World Beer Cup Gold 2010. Doesn't have a uh, year. I don't see a date. But, you know, that's par for the course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, details aren't always Coonan's strength, but uh, at least with, you know, labels and marketing and stuff, but... Uh, the liquid in the bottle makes up for any of those uh, what some people may call deficiencies. But I just poured mine in. Oh, that smell. Yep. A lot of bourbon, a lot of dark fruit, raisins, caramel. And oh, man, yep. It's uh, everything I remember it being and then some. And I do notice, uh, you know, these, these age very well for years. I do know. Well, uh, well, they certainly do, and uh, quite a few of their other beers do as well. Uh, just because there's such high ABV and there's so much complexity put into them, and they will mellow in age with the years. And uh, this is pro- it says serve at 45 to 55 degrees. Mine's probably closer to 62. It was in my cellar, but who cares? It uh, actually sometimes when it warms up, it's even more complex and better. And, it's, uh, I don't have any regrets uh, drinking this at cellar temperature. It's wonderful, and I'm going to savor every drop of this and probably sleep really well tonight. Well, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, yeah, that sleep's going to come really quick tonight with this, with the ending of this bottle. <laughs> yes. But some fantastic beers. I, I have one other beer that I was just going to run by. I'm not going to taste this. Uh, I had one earlier before the show to warm up. But it's uh, uh, some people know that I, uh, I'm i an instructor at Schoolcraft College in their brewing and distillation technology program. And I'm proud to announce that we are now selling beer on campus. At our, uh, the beer is brewed by our students in the brewing program. Uh, and in our new state-of-the-art on-campus brewery, Brand new equipment. Uh, our the head of our program is Thomas Block. Tom Block is a uh, for, uh, formerly with Block Brewing out in Howell, Michigan. So uh, they've got a great we've got a great leader out there, and the students uh, brew these beers under his tutelage. Um, and also Ken Balau, who's uh, at Brew Detroit, who was instrumental in uh, contract brewing the Strohs for Detroit, and has been trained. He teaches our advanced brewing class. He was trained in Germany. So this is uh, the beer I have in my hand is their uh, American Harvest Brew Pub Pale Ale. American Harvest Brew Pub is a good brew pub on campus. So it's run by the culinary department. It's formerly uh, a very nice restaurant. Uh, world-class uh, culinary program at Schoolcraft. So I'm just going to plug this beer because we had uh, we have about 10 beers on tap now at the American Harvest Brew Pub, which is open every Friday and Saturday. But we have bottled beers now available for sale all the time at... Uh, right next door so at the cafe so uh just wanted to give a shout out this uh, american harvest pale ale is brewed with pale malts and australian galaxy hops uh american pale ale has aromas of crackery malt and tropical fruit moderate bitterness so what i want to just say about the beers that you brew at schoolcraft is they're all brewed to style just like i had that nut brown ale you know you're not going to get any uh crazy you know uh coffee beers or you know uh, crazy ingredients although we do have a blood orange ipa but they're brewed to style and that's what we teach in the classes uh, you brew the style and then when you become a professional brewer then you can yeah experiment so i think i've plugged the program enough so anybody interested in a career in brewing or in the beer industry you know, consider going uh, 
uh, enrolling in the program. It's a great program, and uh, several of my students, this is my third semester teaching, several of my students work for breweries such as uh, Griffin Claw, uh, New Holland Brewing, um, um, I think Tapestry has an employee. So it's a great program, and it's a great way to get into the beer business. And this pale ale is actually very good. I'll make sure Doug and Chris to get you a supply of some school craft beer. I mean, that is local, local. Yeah, sounds good. It, yeah, school, school craft is in Livonia, Michigan. But this, uh, the pale ale is actually wonderful. And I can't remember the competition we entered. I think it was in North Carolina. We sent some beers into a competition. And out of, I think, 13 or 11 beers entered, we got five medals. So not bad. They're, wow. We're doing something right. I guess so. Yeah. So that's enough for my shameless plug. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, brewing program. We could really keep going and going and going. We're going to have to do a few more episodes in uh, Detroit brewing scene. It's uh, you know, beer and breweries itself in Michigan are big, but man, if you think about it, there's over 15 breweries within 10 miles of my house. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's, oh, yeah one, there's one a block away, literally one block away, and a good one and, at that. And, and, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, you're not going to give a shout out. Well, Black Lotus. Yep. Yeah. Uh, didn't they win a, a gold medal in the American, they, Great American uh, Brew Fest? They did for their uh, bourbon barrel aged Ninja Pirate, which is uh, an imperial stout. Asian bourbon barrels. Um, yeah, we're definitely going to have to bring some of their beer on on the show. Um, you know, uh, ready to Griffin Claw. That's really close to the house. Uh, have, but you know, there's you guys... so many just in Royal Oak, which is the next city over from me. You know, you have Best Stone, which won awards at Great American Beer Fest, and then um, Lily Seafood, which is a seafood restaurant that brews their own beer. And they've been around a long time. Royal Oak Brewing been around a long time. Um, River Rouge Brewing. Uh, River Rouge and Roke. And, um, man, it just keeps on going and going. And then then somebody was bringing up the Mead Triangle, and I'm trying to say, there's not a Mead, Mead Triangle. I was thinking three meteries. There's five meteries. Um, you know, you have Shrams and you ha in Ferndale, and you have Bee Nectar in Ferndale, and you have Sellermans in um, Hazel Park, and you have Coonan, which does incredible mead, and then, as I mentioned earlier, Dragon Mead, both of those are in Warrens, and, and then there's another meadery up in uh, St. Clair Shores, I believe, uh, or Harrison Township it is, um, so, you know, so much here that we could just go on and on, and we'd like to get to a few more of these, but it's definitely going to have to be another show. Either for you guys, yeah, well, one of these of one of these days, I think we should all meet at one of these places and just do a, a, a show from one of the breweries. We'll take our mobile thing, our mobile rig, and just plug into their outlet, and we'll give it a go. Yeah, I'm guessing we could probably pull that off in Sellerman pretty easily. Yeah, I really enjoyed my visit to there a few weeks ago. Sellerman's like being in uh, somebody's garage. Have either of you guys ever heard of Baffin Brewing Company? The, I have heard of them. I have not been there. The, uh, uh, the uh, your you know your beer advocates and your uh, your your untaps keep telling me that's apparently a microbrewery that I could walk to. It's apparently it's on Jefferson somewhere, and yeah, I've never I've only heard of them when uh, my apps tell me where there's beer at. I've never actually been there. I've never actually seen any beer in stores. So maybe hey, I should well, go on my own personal field trip. Well, there you go, Christopher. You gotta go to go to Beer Church, Atwater's Beer Church. You are gonna dig that. It's such a cool place. And you got the new Coonan location in Clinton Township, right near in That's your backyard true. too. I've been there a handful of times already. It's, it's right nice. next to your bottle shop, almost just down the street a little bit. Yeah, well, yeah. I know. I think the whole message of today is drink local, people. We did for a Amen. whole episode, and but it's it's true. It's. There is more than just what uh, you're told is out there, than just what you always see is out there. Look a little deeper. You know, we just we just scratched the surface tonight as far as Detroit. You guys just, you, you guys hit the nail on the head. I mean, there's there could be a second, third, fourth, and fifth show about Detroit breweries. Yeah, make sure you check out Beth, and I'm going to go check out a brewery I've never been to tomorrow called Kickstand Brewing and Commerce. 
Our good friend uh, Mike Bardalis is the head brewer there, but I've never been there since he took over, and I will be there tomorrow, so I'll report back. But there's uh, tons of breweries out there. Even guys like us have never hit. So find them and uh, drink local. Support your local brewery. All right. Anything else, guys? Or are we ready to to put to, to put the, yep. the wax seal back on this one? Um, yeah. I mean, are there any more glasses to win? No, we're working on it. I'm I'm working with the oh, all right. so, I'm working yeah, with the no, graphics guy to maybe to rework the 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 logo that maybe you know maybe oh. maybe Michigan beer guy's a little bit bigger on it maybe uh you know now that the the show's been around for a while we kind of know where we're going know what we're doing maybe kind of have a a, a logo that kind of symbolizes that so to speak so, so yeah you can't win this glass not not, not Sorry, yeah guys. not yet not yet <laughs> soon we good things are worth waiting for yes. Just like a good beer, you gotta sometimes wait till it ages. Yeah. So But it won't be long. Yeah, but you can So sit- yeah, I mean I, I don't feel there's any reason to go on with a beer of the week or brewery of the week. I mean I know nope. what the beer of the week would be, so um uh that would be the four D. Nope. And the brewery of the week is your local brewery. Drink that's local. it. Wherever no you matter get, where you are, brewery, wherever you can yeah. get a good pint and have a, have good conversation with good people. The brewery closest to your house is the brewery of the week. Amen. So with that being said, uh, we are on social media everywhere. We are, well, the, the, the ones that count, all right? We're on Twitter at Beer Nuts Podcast. We're on Instagram at Beer Nuts Podcast. You can email the show, uh, beernuts at christophermedia.net. We are on Facebook. Uh, make sure on Instagram you send us what you're drinking. Uh, you, you can do it on Facebook, too. You can do it on Twitter. Uh, just we like to see what you're drinking, it, but Instagram seems to be the platform for it since it's all picture based. Uh, but do make sure you're checking out MichiganBeerGuy.com, uh, ChristopherMedia.net, and uh, Jr. I believe we're ready to to go. But we we better hurry before they build the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as they say in old Mexico City, AMS. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening christopher media let's make some noise thank you for visiting christophermedia.net